Hey, Headbangers. Mike Z. Chillin' with Wednesday 13. Yeah, the dude from the Murder Dolls put out a killer new album a few weeks back called Condolences on Nuclear Blast Records and had a really good feeling before I even heard a note of music Wednesday about this album that it was going to be nice and heavy with you signing to Nuclear Blast Records and reuniting with your former A&R guy from the Murder Dolls days, Monty Connor. The funny thing about it is most people think that our record's heavy because we have being signed to Nuclear Blast, but we had the record done and finished six months before we even taught the Nuclear Blast. Oh, really? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so that's just a, just a coincidence. But yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's great being back with the team again, with, with Monty and and, uh, and the guys, and you know, I've worked with Monty with Murder Dolls with those records before, and cool to have the team back, and uh, everyone's just uh, promoting this album. Everything's going almost too good right now, it seems. <laughs> kind of waiting for something bad to happen, looking over your shoulder constantly. Yeah, pretty much. Produced by the legendary Zeus, as I stand here in my Shadows Fall shirt, and I think he did all their albums, and of course, Hapri and a billion others. Did you have to go out to the East Coast for that, or did Zeus come out to the West Coast? We did both, actually. Um, we recorded the drums in Portland, Oregon, where our drummer uh, lives and everything, so we did, did all the drums there in the studio. As we were done with that, we uh, went to Connecticut, did the rest of the tracks and the rest of the album at Zeus's home studio. But yeah, we basically spent the entire month of August going back to Oregon and Connecticut and getting the album done. And it turned out great. I mean, it's a killer album. And wanted to ask, like, too, the really killer sound a couple times throughout the album, like on What Brings a Night and some other ones where it's like, I can't tell if it's a, a keyboard or a guitar or both at the same time. Like, it's a cool, like, trippy yeah. sound. So tell me, which is it or is it both? It's all guitar. That's the cool thing. Our, our guitarist, Ramon Sermon, he's my favorite guitar player in the world because he's a weirdo. He just spends <laughs> days and hours creating these weird sounds and stuff. And every sound that you hear, for the most part, on the record, the guitar, you said it sounds like a keyboard sometimes. All the sounds on the, on the title track, Condolences, every bit of that is guitar sounds. Wow. Yeah, it's been a lot of time doing that. It sounds like soundtrack stuff. It's really, really cool how we, we made this, the sounds on this record. And just having Zeus there behind the control board to make it sound better was, was even, you know, just was icing on the cake. It's cool. It seems like people got away from using the big-time producers, and now they're kind of starting to go back to towards that. And I think it's cool to see, you know, a guy like Zeus and you working together. Putting two talented people in a room like that together is going to make better magic. For me, you know, this was my first produced album other than myself as when. 13. It's, uh, it's, over the years, I've always produced my own records and did everything myself. And that was pretty much, it was only because, not because I have an ego thing. I just didn't have the, the money or the budget to hire anyone to do a, a, be a producer. So when it came time to do this new album, I knew I wanted to do something bigger and better. I wanted to try to get on a label. So I was like, well, to do that right, we're going to have to get a, a, a producer to do that. And I and Zeus was the, the first guy I thought of because we did the Murder Dolls record together, and he killed it on that. I was like, man, if he could, if he did a, that good of a job on that, I can only imagine what he's going to do with, with these new songs we have. So uh, once we got together, he heard all the new music, and he he helped us trim all the the fat off it. Like, I, like you know, like, oh, cut that chorus out here, make this shorter, do this part, like. He came in and he really, it was cool to have an outside ear instead of just having it just be us this time deciding. Wednesday, nothing better than live music, man. The loud amps in the face and singing along with the band. And your tour really just kind of got underway. You're going to be on the road for a while now. Yeah, we just didn't start. We just came back from Europe last week and uh, we're on day three of this tour. We're in Denver, Colorado tonight. 33 shows on this tour. We're done in July and then we have an August off and then we're back out uh, in the States in September. We're going to do the East Coast run for that's another another five weeks and then we uh head to europe in october and november so uh yeah i'm busy i'm only home august and december this year 
Ain't nothing wrong with that and kind of stepping up the production this time around. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, with, with this record, you know, took, um, took the band to the next level, I feel like. So the, the live show had to had to go the same way. So we definitely upped the, the live show, the performance. Uh, it's a full-on, like, theatrical, like, production out with everything. Like, I, it's, I have... 10 to 12 costume changes during the show. It's a full-on show. It doesn't matter if we're playing a bar or if we're playing a big club or, or what. I'm still putting on this this show no matter what. And that's something I don't see bands doing anymore. A lot of bands will use track and video and all this stuff. And this is actually like performance art now. So uh, it's, for me, it's just that's what I want to do. And it's all done in the spirit of what Alice Cooper created back in the 70s. And no one does that anymore. So I'm going to keep doing it the way it was always done. Yeah, keep that tradition going, man, because especially nowadays when it's all about the live show and the live experience, you really got to make it a show and make it something worthwhile to come back to. Absolutely. And I I think in my career so far, this is the best Wednesday 13 show I've ever, ever tried to put on or perform. And I'm like 100 percent happy with it. Wednesday 13, better known as the Duke of Spook. And if you're the Duke Wednesday, then does that make Alice Cooper the king? Give me the rest of the round table. Alice is the, the godfather of shot. He's the grandmaster. Without him, there's no me, there's no Rob Zombie, there's no Marilyn Manson. It wouldn't have ever happened. So he's the godfather. He's, he's the king. Uh, Marilyn Manson is, is number two. That's the guy, the only other guy that took it to the next level beyond Alice Cooper and had success with it. I mean, he basically came out and said, I am the devil, and people believed it. <laughs> Alice Cooper never said that. People just thought Alice was the devil. And then you got Rob Zombie. He's number three. And then I'm, I'm number four. So that's the list. That's the round table. Perfect. Not to dwell too much on, but I got to talk a little murder dolls. And just curious, from your vantage point, everyone always asks you about murder dolls and reunion. I'm curious for you, who would you like to see reunite personally? Would it be like the original uh, Alice Cooper band, maybe? Or I think Misfits well, would still be on the table? Or Alice is already reuniting with his band and doing shows right now. That would be my number one choice because that is my favorite band of all time the original alice cooper band so they're already doing that uh, it was really cool to see the misfits do that again too but uh again i'm not a crazy misfits fan people think that the whole i'm a crazy misfits fan but i'm not like uh, my whole horror pop thing i did was came from alice cooper I, hmm. I, I, I just happened to be playing punk rock music but i didn't even listen to the misfits uh, i didn't i didn't listen to the misfits till the till the michael graves era from like 99 that's when i first started listening to them and then i went back and started listening to the to the older stuff so i was a late bloomer with the misfits and the only reason i started listening to them was because i kept getting reviews of my old band frankenstein drag queens saying hey uh you know you guys sound like the misfits I'm like, what <laughs> let me check these guys out so i never i never listened to us so i was a late bloomer with that it was really cool to see them. I'm, I'm a fan now and it was cool to see that but i really wasn't like you know a lot of people think i'm a crazy misfits fan but i'm, I'm not uh, I'm, oh. actually, I'm actually more of a Danzig fan I would love to see Danzig get back with his original band with John Christ and, yeah, Chuck and Biscuit, Gary Vaughn that would be fucking awesome because that band whether Danzig wants to admit it that band was fucking tight yeah. they had, they had, they had a, a cool chemistry and I like Danzig solo stuff you know, outside of that band too but that band had something special in the same way as the original Alice Cooper band the Alice Cooper band was special and there will be nothing like that ever again. No, I'm with you 128% on that Danzig. That's a good one. I mean, those first four albums, I mean, those are the classics. Danzig 4 is my favorite Danzig record. I I love those first four albums, but I really like how fucking dark 4 is. And how heavy it got with, like, Brand New God was super heavy, but then it would break down to, like, Can't Speak and, like, ugh. 
I've had that record on repeat. I can't tell you for how long. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Danzig fan. I'm not as, <laughs> I love Danzig more than I like the, the, the Misfits. Me too, so truthfully. That'd be a great, that'd be a great read. And I thought about it. That'd be awesome to see. Just one last murder doll, just out of curiosity. What, what's your favorite song of all time from that era? I put it in two different eras. The first album was a different era compared to the second one. That's true. Off the first album, if I had to pick a favorite song, uh, probably Dawn of the Dead was one of my favorites off that, that, that one. And then, uh, off the new album, the last one, uh, the song Nowhere, Summertime Suicide were, were two awesome fucking songs. I think Summertime Suicide should have been our first single, but the label didn't want to do it because of the title, Suicide. Man, I had all the toys growing up as a kid. All the Star Wars, all the Autobots, all the Decepticons, all the masks. Had it all, man. If I had all those toys today, I'd be a millionaire. Unfortunately, I don't. But Wednesday 13. You got all those toys. Go and brag about that toy collection you got. I have quite a bit of uh, unnecessary toys. I've basically been spending my whole adult life collecting all my childhood toys because I lost a lot of my stuff when I grew up. And uh, so basically, I've just been collecting everything. And, uh, and, and when I say everything, uh, there's not one thing I collect. It's like I, I collect horror movie stuff, which is one thing, but I also collect everything from the 80s, from Star Wars, He-Man, Dukes of Hazzard, Star Trek, Buck Rogers. G.I. Joe is my favorite thing I collect, the small ones. That's what I'm on a kick right now. It's my goal to get every figure and every vehicle that they make. And uh, because when I was a kid, I had every single figure and every single vehicle. Me too. Me too. How about how about some mask? Any love for mask? Mask is awesome. Uh, someone just brought me a mask car on the last tour. So, <laughs> um, man, dude, I have everything. It's like it's if you walk into my apartment and my little man cave I have, it's like walking into a time warp. It is literally He-Man, everything from HR Puppet. Oh, what about everything. the uh, what about the WWE when they had that like the figurine, like the big ones, like the big uh, yes, yeah, the big the big rubber guy, yeah, Ventura, Junkyard Dog, Hillbilly Jim. Oh. All the, I am a product of the, I'm an '80s kid. So all that stuff is just I collect it. I mean, and uh, and it keeps me young. It's like my fountain of youth. It's when I go home and I, you know, off tour, I can just sit in my little apartment and all surrounded by my entire youth. It just it makes me happy. I don't know if it's the smartest thing in the world, but collecting the stuff, but, uh, but it, it feel like it keeps me young. Give me one or two of the like the the top uh, the top ones, maybe the most expensive, so I can see if I had it and hate myself for not hanging on to it. Um, I want to admit that the most rare I have, I have the original Herman Munster pull string toy from the 1969 Sears Roebuck catalog. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that's my oldest thing I have. It's probably expensive. As it's, he still got the string, but he, his voice doesn't make the noise anymore. So that's, <laughs> that's my most expensive old thing I have. How about from the '80s, like GI Joe, Star Wars, mask, anything like that? It's not that they're expensive, but I think my biggest stuff I have from the '80s would be like I have the original Castle Grey Skull and a working Snake Mountain uh, with, with, the, with the with the voice changer. Beautiful man, thank you so much for the time and the killer music, and uh, best of luck out there on the road. Thank you so much. Catch you later. All right, later. Bye bye. Bye. Damn, bro. Made it through the entire interview. Well, if you've tolerated me for this long, might as well tolerate me on social media as well. On Instagram and Facebook, you'll find me at Radioactive Mike Z. On Twitter and on Snapchat, Mike Z967. Until next time, man, keep those horns high in the sky. I'll catch you later. Adios. See ya. Bye bye.